5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I said to you, you can't already get what you want. You've been waiting on that one, haven't you, Ben? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, isn't that the case? Hey, don't tell our crowd this. Because then you get to pedal in uh, crazy uh, conspiracies and delusions. Come on, Ben. I've Get seen it all. It. I've seen it all in the well uh, yesterday, all over social media. Well, I mean, just minutes ago, I mean, people. So, obviously, uh, if you don't know that the game has been canceled, you're under a rock for the last 24 hours, 27 hours, whatever it is. And uh, we're uh, continuing to kind of wade through that. We got really fortunate today. We were regularly scheduled to be on the air uh, this morning with Talk of the Town uh, from the uh, Graduate Hotel lobby in uh, Annapolis, Annapolis, Maryland. And obviously that didn't happen once the game got, uh, got banged. And here we go. We're in a situation where we still had to do a show this morning. And uh, we had John Gilbert come on with us. So that's a two-part interview. The first part is relatively short. So I do want to uh, lay that uh, out here in the first segment because I, I here's the thing I just don't think has happened. I, I mean, everybody's just reacting to what occurred. And, you know, Gilbert's come on and, and I mean, gone very much on the record publicly. But, I mean, we're at a time of the year where people are off or they're not in their normal routines, and so you know where they are. They're they're either driving back from Annapolis or, uh, you know, took a detour and maybe go, went to Bush Gardens or something or just turned around and came back and then slept in. I mean, so not everybody heard this this morning uh, as John Gilbert was in the studio. So I, I wanted to kind of roll that out there at the beginning of the show. Because the first segment kind of answers a lot of questions. I mean, there's stuff about the money and, you know, some other things that people were asked about or have asked about that I think we need to get, you know, out there to people. But I just think it's very important to, to do that. So we'll do that here in a couple of minutes, maybe at two minutes, just to give us a chance to kind of come in and say hello to everyone. By the way, I uh, hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. It was a great Christmas holiday for uh, my family and uh, me being around them was just uh, what a joy for me. Uh, my family, my in-laws, my beautiful wife, the whole night, just a great time. Nephews, niece, uh, and uh, just really cool stuff. So it was fun. Ben, you had a great uh, Christmas out on the Outer Banks, right? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I felt like a baller for a little bit until I realized uh, the drink prices down there at the Outer Banks. I mean, you pay $8 for an orange juice and uh, kind of came back <laughs> to reality there for a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, like $4 sodas, five, nearly $5 drinks out there at the Outer Bank, just for like a, a tea. Yeah, and I had people trying to make me think I was insane telling me that was the standard nowadays. That's I, crazy. I, I don't know where they go to eat, but... <laughs> not, not anywhere you go. Correct? Yeah, not, apparently. Well, that Outer Banks, that's some, uh, some high cotton out there now, let me tell you. Uh, but look, let me tell you what I'm the most excited about. And I'm not going to be somebody that's here today to, to tell you that I... Because I have a very old iPhone. I refuse to buy a new iPhone. So I, I try to keep mine going as long as until it won't go any longer. But Ben Byram has joined the world of iPhone, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I think that's that's fantastic. I got to say, it's nothing, pretty neat. There's nothing more disconcerting when I send a group text and there's that one guy who had the green. and That was that was B-Baby. Yeah, I now I kind of look down on those people that have the green now. Like, I'm what? a part of the club or something. I'm part of the elite. But remember when I told you, Ben, you're the only – I was joking with you. I said, back in the fall, I said, Ben, you're the only person without the – you know, we had this perfect iPhone message thing going. And then we had Ben, and you were you were, you were were dismissive. But not now. I didn't even know it was a thing. Uh, I, I, I just kind of – I didn't know. I had no idea what you were talking about. Just right, kinda, but – but now you know. And now that you know, you're like, whoa, what have I been missing? Yeah, I found out Apple. It sounds like to me Apple's promoting bullying, which, <laughs> yeah, they come on now. <laughs> but now you're on that team. So yeah, but fine. now I'm on that team. So for once in my life, I get to feel like the jock that's shoving people in lockers. So Nolan Johnson, part-time starter last year, right? Yeah, had a few, Has... few spot starts. Entered the transfer portal. He did get his degree, which that's great. God bless him for that, and uh, good luck to him. And then uh, our boy Travion Beast Freshwater, who I still thought Mike could have been some help. Yeah, what kind of lost me when it came to how they kind of handled him was when they moved him over to tight end, which made didn't make a, a lick of sense to me, but... Nonetheless, yeah. I mean, this is a coaching staff that got us to a bowl game, so I can't complain and get on them too much. But well, all you could say I, is I, I wish them well. I don't think everybody is going to. Um, I don't think everybody is is. I mean, I I just think it's that was one of those situations. He came in under the other the prior regime. Yeah, you can't say he wasn't given any uh, opportunities. Now, I don't know every single opportunity he was or was not given, but yeah. as many people as they played up front on defense this year, if he had had, if he had had any kind of, you know, because the knock on him was a little bit of the conditioning side of things. Yeah. Had he been in any kind of shape, I would have think he would have gotten to play. Absolutely. So, I mean, some of this does probably fall back on him, but I don't know. That's just, that's one of those things. And you can't say he wasn't given a chance, Ben. I think he was given a chance. It's just he, he didn't no, take no, advantage no, of not, the opportunities. I don't. I, I don't know the ins and outs. So that's why yeah. I'm not going to get all upset or anything. But but I just that was something to me that I really had hoped it worked out. Yeah, it's the kids same are here. phenomenal. The kids are phenomenal talent. But you also have, I you know I don't know. I just I think he. Well, not only that, he's a great, uh, humble kid. Like I, I've met him a few yeah. times on occasion, and uh, the idea that he's not a hard worker, he doesn't conduct himself very well, just doesn't add up to me. Which I've heard 
multiple times before from this coaching staff. So something just doesn't seem right to me with this whole deal, and I don't know the ins and outs. So I'm not going to go too far into it or right. start obliterating the coaching staff or anything. Well, but I think he would have gotten his – he's certainly probably been given chances or he wouldn't have made it this yeah. long. If, if, if it had been one of those deals first year, he's done. Yeah, absolutely. But I, the thing I hate that it didn't work out is there's somebody – that kind of kid from the eastern part of the state, particularly that northeastern part of the state, it has to work out. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be a success for the betterment of this program, but also for the betterment of the kid. Uh, and and I just hate that it's and, and so I just hope he doesn't slip through the cracks and doesn't get picked up or doesn't get a shot somewhere, and then you know maybe decides college it for him. I, I don't again I don't know all the ins and outs, and I don't want to be presumptive here, but I I, I hope that he can take advantage of what will probably be other opportunities. And even if it isn't at this FCS or FBS level, excuse me, I, I hope he can find something that fits him, that plays to his strengths. And I, I think everybody would be would consider it a success. I would. Yeah. And I think everybody else would. And, all and right. to your point there, as somebody from the northeastern part of the state, and I'm all for kids who get scholarships and trying to find a way mm-hmm. out from that area because it could yeah. be – it could be rough. It's well, not a lot of opportunity wrong, there. Yeah, wrong scenario. It could be tough. All right, we've talked a little beyond what I wanted to here, but let's let's get into this from this morning. We're going to play this for you. We'll have some reaction uh, on the other side of it. It's about an eight-minute segment. John Gilbert joined us today on Talk of the Town. I do want to try to get to the whole thing here in the course of the hour, but let's at least start with the questions that Henry was asking him of kind of how all this transpired. There's a good timeline here. There's Gilbert's thoughts on this. So this is John Gilbert uh, basically uh, asking to give his reaction to what had transpired leading up to the announcement yesterday that uh, the uh, folks at uh, Austin College were withdrawing from the military ball. Hit the cut. I'm certainly disappointed for, you know, our players, our coaches, our staff, and our fan base, you, you know, to, to do this all year, uh, to, to reach this accomplishment and then not be able to play, uh, just very disappointing. Yeah. And by the way, Patrick, uh, we've got an earpiece on John. If you want to weigh in, Patrick, is uh, he might have some questions for you also. Uh, there's just so many um uh, I'm sure incorrect statements that are being floated around out on social media right now. I just wanted to address some of those. Yeah. Uh, some people have said, well, you know, if you, in your comments yesterday, you made the uh, statement that, you know, the, that you knew that there were some COVID issues uh, 48 hours ago. Yeah. And the question was raised, well, if they knew that, why didn't they tell us sooner? But you didn't actually know that it had gotten to the level where the game couldn't be played until yesterday morning, correct? Co- correct. And and the the way it works, um, y- you know, we had COVID issues. Yeah. So like before we left, we had uh, two individuals that that tested positive. And and let me back up and explain. I'll do this in the Reader's Digest version. Our our um, guidelines have evolved tremendously. <laughs> since the first COVID year. Uh, In the first COVID year, obviously, we didn't have a vaccine. If you were a close contact, you pretty much were were dinged for 14 days, no questions asked, all that. Our team is and coaching staff, they're all vaccinated. And so the policy is now, uh, if 
if I test positive and you're a close contact, obviously I'm out because I'm I'm a positive. You're a close contact. You're vaccinated. We don't test you until three to five days after the exposure, and, and so you're able to go to practice. You're you know now you in meeting rooms you've got to wear a mask, all those things, and so we knew going in on our end we had two COVID positives, and so. Uh, when we got These were to, two two players two players right. uh, prior to leaving, and then when we got to the bowl, we had three positives. So now we're at five plus we are contact tracing, and we're starting to test those individuals that are in close contact. So we're not dinging them, we're not quarantining them. They're going through all the the normal things. We're just they're on a testing protocol to make sure we stop the spread. Right. Well, on I think the first time we talked, it was either Christmas Eve late or early Christmas morning. I talked to Pat Kraft at Boston College. And let me say, both of our doctors at both East Carolina and Boston College, they're talking to one another. And we're being very transparent throughout the process of, hey, we've got two. Okay, now we've got three more. We've got five total. We're continuing to test. Well, Boston College shared with us, uh, you know, either it was either Christmas Eve or, or early Christmas morning. Hey, we're we're starting to our positives are starting to creep up. I'm on the phone with our uh, team doctor, going, you know, where are we with this? What what are your thoughts? Because I really do rely on him to tell us we can play or not play, and and so the conversation started then. But each time at the end of that conversation, uh, the AD at at uh, Boston College said, "Hey, we're good right now, but like if more pop." Uh, we're get we're starting to get thin in a lot of positions um, because he did convey, you know, they had some opt outs, meaning uh, they had some players that said we're not going to play in the bowl game because we're going to go get ready for the draft uh, or kids that transferred. So between opt outs, transfers, and COVIDs. He, you know, he told me, "Hey, our roster, like on some position groups, like we're we're getting extremely thin." Well, I really couldn't go tell the fan base on, you know, Christmas Day, "Hey, BC has some COVIDs. We're we're, you know, we're still good according to them, but, um, you know, they have COVID. Well, everybody has COVID. Like we had COVID. So I I felt like the the next morning. Uh, or sorry, on Christmas Day, that afternoon late, he told me they had another kid that popped late in the day uh, on Christmas Day. And he said, we're testing again in the morning at 8 to see if, if uh, any more, you know, pop. And so on, on, on the 26th, they had multiple more pop where it was wiping out position groups. Were, was their testing protocol the same as yours? I mean, were they testing everybody or just people who had symptoms? No, no, no. We, we, you know, the new protocol, again, you, you know, people uh, – I, I know a lot of people are talking about the protocol and, and evolving. Well, if you look at what the NFL's doing now, the NFL is doing what colleges have been doing all year. So we did not test anyone all year unless you – 
all vaccinated players, mm-hmm. which we were all vaccinated. We did not test any player unless they came to us with symptoms. So if they came mm-hmm. to us with symptoms, then we tested. So the individuals we were testing and the individuals that Boston College were testing, it was individuals that were showing symptoms that were mm-hmm. vaccinated. And then again, protocol, test the close contacts three to five days after exposure. The fan, uh, all the fans, when they heard this yesterday, went through a myriad of uh, of emotions. You yeah, know, I was one of them. I was yeah. on the way up there. We learned the news on the way up there. Stopped halfway and came back. But there's there have been some things said. In fact, I saw a member of the media last night tweeted that Boston College never intended to play this game. They just wanted the extra practices. And and uh, it's clear now that they never intended to play the game. So th- th- address that. Well, well, I, I think it's a, number one a reckless statement when you say something like that. So let, let's talk about the finances of it all. So Boston, you know, we drove. That now we drove to uh, D.C. We, we stayed in a hotel. And the expenses that we have are enough to to choke a horse with no revenue, Mm -hmm. okay? So Boston College, same thing. I don't don't know how familiar our fan base is with them. You know, they've got like 32 sports. You know, from a budget standpoint, they're at the bottom of the ACC. They hopped on a plane, okay? That plane that they're – they're flying to D.C. That probably was at least $100,000 just on the plane, not counting hotel and food. So they traveled to D.C. and practiced uh, with the intent to play the game. And my conversations with Pat Kraft, who's a professional, uh, all along were, we're we want to play the game. Like, we're here. We're practicing. We, we want to play. So I, I don't I don't believe that for one second. I, I You know, they had to walk in the room and tell their seniors that were out there practicing, mm-hmm. hey, your, your season's over. If anyone's ever played a sport or been around a coach, that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah. And so to say something like they really didn't want to play, uh, I don't believe that for one second. If they really didn't want to play, they would have stayed and practiced in Boston and said, we're going to fly in the day before the game and play. Uh, they didn't do that. So yeah. I don't believe that for one second. All right. So I wanted to get through that um, because, you know, I thought that was kind of putting to, to rest an insane narrative that Boston College didn't want to play this football game. Now, I don't think they handled it great. From what I know, I mean, I, I can only go on what we've been told. I don't know what they knew and when they knew it, but I, you know, I, I have no reason to doubt the timeline that John Gilbert laid out, and he may not know. He's just working with the information he had from their AD. Uh, not trying to accuse anybody here of cloak and dagger or shenanigans, but I mean, I, I, I just think the Boston College forthright nature of how they handled it could have been handled a little better it's just my opinion yeah and my initial reaction for the people that are saying they never had any intent to play this game that's a big loss to take financially yeah to not play in the acc or not yeah i mean that's a that's a it's a lot of trouble to go to you don't want to lose out on millions of dollars to not play a football game i mean that makes no sense um 
Well, so I, I think that is that. Now, um, my other point of this, do we? Do you have the two-minute cut? Yeah. I, we're going to get to this because I, I do want to get a break and we'll come back and I want to play some of Mike Houston's comments. So we'll try to get to as much of the back part of this interview as possible. That basically wrapped up the first segment. It was a two-parter with John. But I did want to go ahead and get to this part that there was no effort made to be a part of, of, of trying to schedule a game or there, there should have been. Or, so Gilbert kind of addressed that. And I think what people have to understand, and I, and I, I don't think I took the whole thing out of this where he gets this. Maybe he does. Let's just play that part really quick, Ben. And let me hear what we got to say as far as, um, you know, did he, did he entertain the idea or was he working on the idea of trying to land ECU in another bowl game or schedule SMU to come to Greenville? I mean, there's all kinds of, of, of things floating out there. This is what John... Gilbert said to that, and this kind of is the beginning part of segment two, which if we get to today will be later in the show. But hit hit that part of it. I want to play that too. Because, I mean, I am willing to open the phone lines here and let people kind of vent some frustration. I don't want anybody to go berserk. But, I mean, I, I think you got to have all the facts as we know them, and then you draw your conclusions from there. But uh, play that really quick. Was there any consideration given to trying to find another opponent, like, for instance, SMU, who also got lost their bowl game to yeah. Virginia today? So, so uh, there, there was not, and, and for a variety of reasons. Like, if you look at the bowls that have been canceled, other than uh, I'm familiar with Rutgers, who came in late, uh, but, but had, you know, weeks uh, to to get ready for that bowl game, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, if you look at where our student athletes are from the calendar standpoint, they they really have not had any time off uh, in a very long while. Like maybe a couple days at the end of July. Right. Uh, now, when school was out, uh, and I can't remember the day school was out. I'm going to call it December 12th was graduation. I think it was that day. We gave them three days off, and then they've they've come back, and and so what, when we got the announcement, uh, you know, yesterday, we we got them back on a bus pretty quickly, um, and so they're dispersed right now. Like they went home, mm-hmm. they're they're ready for a little bit of time off, and so I think the logistical piece of that is. Um, it's a big lift like it's like moving a small army and so i go back to the logistics and the finances of it all we're, we're going to lose a lot of money on this bowl game now i really don't want to put a number on it because i don't know we're still trying to reconcile with the hotel what are we going to have to pay for on game day that you know we can't get back that you know we're contracted to pay for all right so that is what um, that that is what the reaction to was there any kind of game opportunity and I think a lot of people were disappointed but I mean you're talking about and I think this goes on more in the cut and we'll again we'll try to get to it but I mean there are there's a lot of logistics 
I mean, you're already hearing numbers as much as 400 in the in the hole, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what could you imagine going out to you know El Paso, Texas? Which, by the way, no fan on. There's no way our fans could get out there in the numbers they were going to. Yeah. So you're not going to sell that many tickets. Uh, but I mean, just just if you had gone somewhere like it's just it's a real logistic. But let's just say that hypothetically, you go out to the Sun Bowl. Or now the Arizona Bowl, which Boise State is pulled out of. I mean, that's a little further away than Maryland. And it's just, you go out there, and, and let's say ECU has a COVID outbreak, or the opponent has a COVID outbreak. Yeah. Then then you've doubled your losses. At, at best, you've doubled your losses. You probably have gotten more as far as that goes. Yeah, no, that that's a great point. We, we all kind of know how this athletic program is doing financially it's it's not doing too great it's it's getting back on track but we're still kind of very much in the hole and you look at this bowl game in terms of location and travel this was probably the the easiest and the most accommodating imagine if they had to go to Arizona and the type of loss they would take there I mean John Gilbert's talking about how big of a loss it is that they had to take going to Annapolis. Imagine having to go to Arizona or El Paso to a ball game and then potentially well, take another. And, and if loss. you don't play the game, yeah, if you don't play the game, exactly, yeah. I mean, the the thing about this is, and this is just a fact: the bowl games are a financial uh, loser by and large for a lot of institutions. Especially pre-Christmas bowl games are really tough to make money unless it's just everything is a perfect storm. As I understand it, this was going to be not a money loser. Don't know if it's going to be a big money maker, but the expenses were going to be covered. And that's a good thing for ECU. So the exposure would have been great. A lot of momentum going into next year. Um, so that that's kind of my, you know, thought on that is that, uh, you know, I kind of, I just, I kind of think that you're looking at more of a, um, you know, it just the to be able to logistically move 150, 160 people. However, we were in the travel. And look, they didn't go crazy with the travel party. I don't think. I mean, there's some athletic departments that go berserk with the travel to these type of events. Yeah. But I mean, I think ECU was being really conservative and, and smart about how they did it. I thought it was a great idea to might as well, you know, take you your own buses up there that are charters that you use for athletics, and you don't have to pay that. You know, renting charters. You don't have to charter a flight i mean the, the 160 grand to fly up there would have been insane what do you think it'd been to fly to el paso or to fly to arizona and then you know I, there was some rumor yesterday well we're gonna play smu in greenville that's all pie in the sky well and good but you're talking about you'd have to you had to hire security people were moaning and groaning during the regular season about you know, not enough, uh, too concession. long a lines for concession. What do, what do you think it'd been like the dead of December or late December? Yeah, late notice. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, anyway, that just a lot of stuff swirling around out there. I don't, I, I think the narrative that BC didn't want to play or was scared to play, uh, I, uh, just, I mean, that right there just kind of proved that wasn't right. And I'm not trying to say maybe a bowl game wasn't interested, but you just, they're dispersed now. The season's over. 
I just I think it had been tough to get people logistically to these destinations and short notice. And then what if you go out there and you get beat by 35 points and somebody gets hurt? I mean, your second get it's just it it stinks. I'll be the first to tell you it stinks, but it's just not a good there, there's no good answers to any of this. Uh, I have my own thoughts about you know the Bulls should try to but the Bulls in financial despair right now. I don't think there's any two ways about that. They're in, they're probably in terrible financial shape. They had a bowl game in two years. ESPN's not paying them for the TV show. All right, we'll come back, uh, play some of Mike Houston's cuts. And if you want to call in, I'm fine with it. Just don't be a knucklehead. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. I mean, it's a safe ferry. You can get it off your chest. But, I mean, just be realistic about this. We'll be back. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. For over 100 years, the families at Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but quality is still number one. So if you're looking for great North Carolina snacks and gifts, look no further than Bertie County Peanuts. Small batch, hand-cooked, and 100% guaranteed. You can't go wrong with their gourmet peanuts. Shop online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net, and your order will be delivered right to your front door. Bertie County Peanuts, a North Carolina tradition. At Union Bank, we understand you live life on the go. That's why our banking options are designed to serve you wherever you are. Meet with us in person at one of our local branches, complete banking tasks on the go from the mobile app, or bank from your office with convenient remote deposit and cash management services. Whether you're managing a busy schedule or an entire business, we're right there with you with helpful tools. Call or visit us online at unionbanknc.com. At Union Bank, we're everywhere you need us to be. Union Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. It's tailgate season. And at Moore's Barbecue, we have the perfect packages to meet your needs. From our backyard barbecue pack to our family feast pack, we will make sure that your tailgate stands out and no one leaves hungry. Come on into any of our locations in Winterville, New Bern, Swansboro, Moorhead City, or Jacksonville and bring the whole family. There's enough great food for everyone. We're sure you'll agree if it's not Moore's, it's less. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color is hiring stylists. If you're driven, creative, and ready to make an impact, then we're looking for you. We offer competitive salaries, flexible schedules, and professional training. So bring your creativity, style, and drive to your local Fantastic Sam's today and show us what you've got. Fantastic Sam's, real salon experience, real savings, real fantastic. Apply at locations in Moorhead City, Jacksonville, Greenville, Newburn, Kinston, and Goldsboro. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, Inc., Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent license dealer, Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car 
car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Lynn Sugg, Justin Batts, or Randy Daniels. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Lynn Sugg, Justin Batts, or Randy Daniels today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. All right, we got uh, Pirate Basketball Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. It'll be a 90-minute edition. P-Man will be uh, leading you through the beginning before we head over for the uh, pregame for ESPN Plus TV. It's the conference opener. $8 tickets available for that one. What a great uh, deal there as they try to uh, pack the uh, basketball arena. And... uh, a lot of rec- we got a pair to give away tomorrow, Ben. Is that the plan? Give away a couple tickets. We sure tomorrow. do. Yep. Um, let's go ahead and hit. Is, is there any one of these cuts from Houston that you want to use in your update? I'll, I'll maybe the third one, since it's shorter. Yeah, we can. Can do you that, work yeah. that in? All right. So we'll stay around because Ben will have more on this. Our guy Chill Phil cut this up today. Very good today, Chill Phil. This looks good. This looks good. All right, so this was uh, from Sunday after the press conference or after the announcement was made in the press conference after. This is the uh, opening statement from Coach Houston concerning uh, the cancellation of the bowl game. Hit it. Well, I just uh, – I, I, it, it was very, very challenging to inform the team this morning. Um, you know, we were uh, – I felt good about uh, us being able to play the game on Monday – uh, from both sides standpoint as late as this morning and just uh, uh, our kids uh, they've had a great week of preparation um, we've had some COVID issues uh, we had a couple of starters that would have been out but uh, I'll tell you Herb Reinhardt and our athletic training staff just did an outstanding job working with the, the student athletes and setting up some some protocols and some things to really kind of isolate and try to keep it um you know, keep things as safe as possible so that we didn't have a huge outbreak. And I think that uh, the dedication that the kids had, um, you know, they made some sacrifices and did, didn't do some things you would usually do during a bowl game uh, because they were very motivated to play this game. So I'm just really, I'm sad, saddened for them. Uh, I hate it for the Boston College kids also. It would have been a great game. And, uh, by the way, this is part of our pirate report today. Uh, we'll, uh, get the sponsors in here in just a moment, but, uh, this is coach used to discussing his disappointment with the game being canceled. Uh, but how proud he is of, uh, his team. I just, I'm disappointed for everyone. Um, I just, uh, I hate, I hate that it's turned out like this, but, um, so proud of our young men, proud of our seniors, proud of our team, uh, proud of what they've accomplished this year. Um, they had a great experience this week. Uh, Jake Kirkendall and JJ McClam uh, and the Capitol Hilton did uh, just an incredible job hosting us. And 
the the student athletes have had, you know, just an, an incredible week. Great week of practice, but a great week around DC. A great a great week of experiencing a bowl game, uh, and it's just disappointing that this is the way it ends. All right, uh, Ben will have another cut for you here about the pirate protocols and his update in just a moment. Uh, this is Coach Houston on how this week uh, was uh, a really good experience for his program. He kind of elaborated further on that. Uh, we, we can keep on beating on we're not going to play the game. Everybody knows we're not going to get to play the game. But just the experience this week of being here for a bowl week is so critical for our program because these kids, the kids in this program have never experienced this. They had no idea. You could talk to them about what a bowl's like, but they had never experienced anything like this. Um, so I, I think just the taste of this uh, is so critical for the future of our program, and uh, especially with the roster so young. Uh, you know, it's, it's only going to benefit us moving forward. So I think this was, you know, a tremendous next step for our program this season and this postseason. And then what the bowl cancellation means for the older players on the team. It's, uh, what gets you is Bruce Bivens. Um, Fernando Fry, Sean Bailey, Justin Chase, DJ Ford, uh, just all, all these seniors. Um, just, you know, it's, you know, Bruce and Aaron, Bruce Bivens, Aaron Ramsour, the two inside linebackers. Uh, you know, it's, we, we talked about it afterwards. I mean, they're in tears and it's, they've, they came here to do this and they went through such a dark time. And now to, you know, have the program turn the way it has and to be on the on the cusp of, uh, of, of, of playing in their first bowl game of their college career, the only bowl game that they would have played in in college and to have that taken away, it's been devastating. It sounded to me like somebody there was opening a candy bar, Ben. I, you know, that's what it sounded like to me. Uh, <laughs> it may have been. Who knows? I mean, I, in the recording, I mean. Hopefully not, not all Almond our... Joy. Almond Joys are terrible. You know who I'm talking about, like opens <laughs> rappers. Of, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see that individual on the call, so I'm not sure if they were there or not. Yeah, all I right. don't think so. Uh, all right, this is uh, the Pirate Report brought to you today by Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop de- one destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies, and by Farm Bureau Insurance. They believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service, local agents from right here in your backyard. Greenville Pathology, we are part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen. We see you and by Wilson Rhodes, heating and air conditioning, keeping you comfortable since 1961. All right, Ben, uh, should we break and then come back with your update? I think that's what we ought to do. Why don't we do that? Uh, We'll break, come back. Ben will do a a kind of an isolated update for you, and then we'll come back and maybe get some of that in the final uh, moments. If not, uh, we'll get to as much of it as possible here. But uh, here we go. I'll be back. Ben will have an update after this. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game.
Dr. Philip Goldstein and Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialists at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina digestive diseases. Caribsi Restaurant in Emerald Isle is unlike any other dining experience in the area. The atmosphere is relaxed and contemporary, but the food is nothing short of spectacular. Utilizing modern cooking techniques, Caribsi showcases our area's freshest sustainable seafood and offers a progressive list of spirits and specialty crafted cocktails with freshly squeezed juices. Celebrate a special occasion in the elegant dining room or enjoy live music in the sunset with ocean and soundside views in the Torpedo Lounge atop Caribsi restaurant in Emerald Isle. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. At Union Bank, we understand you live life on the go. That's why our banking options are designed to serve you wherever you are. Meet with us in person at one of our local branches, complete banking tasks on the go from the mobile app, or bank from your office with convenient remote deposit and cash management services. Whether you're managing a busy schedule or an entire business, we're right there with you with helpful tools. Call or visit us online at unionbanknc.com. At Union Bank, we're everywhere you need us to be. Union Bank, member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. It's tailgate season, and at Moore's Barbecue, we have the perfect packages to meet your needs. From our backyard barbecue pack to our family feast pack, we will make sure that your tailgate stands out and no one leaves hungry. Come on into any of our locations in Winterville, New Bern, Swansboro, Moorhead City, or Jacksonville, and bring the whole family. There's enough great food for everyone. We're sure you'll agree if it's not Moore's, it's less. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two bagels. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light Beer, and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Ben Barm here for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Let's start with the obvious news around Pirate Nation as ECU's military bowl matchup in Annapolis, Maryland against Boston College has been canceled due to COVID issues within the Eagles program. In a press conference yesterday, John Gilbert confirmed that they will not pursue other opponents or other bowl games and that the 2021 season has officially been concluded for the Pirate football program. He also claims that ECU will receive little to no payout. Mike Houston in yesterday's press conference talked about what protocols they put in place to ensure that his squad and team was healthy and able to play. 
When we started having a few issues, I mean, our kids stayed in the hotel. We've, uh, you know, been completely masked. We've isolated anybody that got contact traced. You know, we started that a few days ago. So uh, that's what I was saying is we drastically cut back on the bowl experience when we started having issues. Keeping it with Pirate football, two players and Travion Freshwater and Nolan Johnson have officially entered the transfer portal. Meanwhile, on the brighter side, Pirate basketball point guard Tristan Newton has been named to the AAC's weekly honor roll for the third time this season. Newton dropped 22 in a win over Southern Miss to keep the Pirates undefeated in Minji's Coliseum. Elsewhere in college basketball, Duke's next two games against Clemson and Notre Dame have been postponed due to positive COVID tests within the Blue Devils program. Other games canceled in the ACC include UNC and Virginia Tech, as well as Boston College and Florida State. The American announced that if a team does not have a coach and seven scholarship players in college basketball due to COVID, they hold the right to declare a game canceled or a no contest. That's the latest protocols for college basketball this year from the American. And from local high school hoops, the annual Pitt County Christmas Tournament is tipping off at North Pitt. Games tipping off today include third-seeded Rose battling sixth-seeded Aiden Grifton. Second-seeded Green Central takes on seventh-seeded North Pitt. Fourth-seeded Conley matches up against fifth-seeded Riverside. The top-ranked South Central plays eighth-seeded North Lenore. From college football, bowl games continue to be canceled. The most recent in jeopardy is now the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl as Boise State has pulled out of that game. From the Carolina Panthers, they officially missed the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year after their 32-6 loss to Tampa Bay. In a press conference earlier today, head coach Matt Rule believes that he will stick around. The owner, David Tepper, is 100% behind him. It was also revealed today that a significant number of Panthers players were sent home due to COVID today. The list includes Shaq Thompson, Matt Paradis, Brian Burns, among many others. And moments ago, we found out for the final game of the season for the Panthers against the Saints that the start time has been moved back to 425. Wrapping up, wrapping up from the NBA. Some... Move it back. Why have the late game? Go ahead. Please end the that. season. Please end the season. <laughs> Wrapping it up from the NBA, some big names hit with COVID. Boston Celtics forward Jason Tatum has entered health and safety protocols, as well as head coach Chauncey Billups of Portland and Monty Williams of the Suns. It's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barnum, the P-Man, to wrap it up after this quick timeout. Throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Your car buying process has gotten easier and as comfortable as your favorite chair. Go online to BarberHendrickHonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the comfort of home. Barber Hendrick Honda of Greenville has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles across the entire Hendrick organization, helping you find the car you want. Even if you don't buy from us, Barber Hendrick will pay top dollar on your pre-owned car. Take the cash or use it as a trade on your new Honda. Barber Hendrick Honda, a proud member of the Eastern North Carolina community at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Is your pharmacy fumbling when it comes to customer service, prescription fills, compounding, medical equipment, and enteral intravenous therapy? Perhaps it's time for you to allow HealthWise Pharmacy to score a touchdown in regards to your pharmaceutical needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise Pharmacy puts you and your health first, offering top-of-the-line customer service, individual attention, and free prescription delivery to anywhere in Pitt County. HealthWise Pharmacy, 615B Memorial Drive in Greenville. To say the 
that college life has changed is an understatement. And now Greenville has the top luxurious student living complex in the country. It's the Jolly Roger at the corner of Cotanch and 14th Street. From the rooftop pool to the first class fitness center, there's even a stadium viewing deck where you can watch your pirates. The Jolly Roger offers one to four bedroom pet friendly apartments with cutting edge detail finishes in each unit and private study spaces on each floor. Come see it at 1307 Cotanch Street or learn more at live at jollyroger.com Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. Hunting season is here and it's time for a visit to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. Just outside of Greenville, a marine drive. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is your location for all your hunting supplies. In addition to guns and ammo, they have a complete archery pro shop with a full-time bow tech on site plus sportsmen on staff to answer your questions. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or outdoor supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Open Monday through Friday till 5 and Saturday to 12.30. If you haven't been to Shaw's Barbecue in Williamston lately, you don't know what you're missing. Start the day off right with one of their sausage dogs, old-fashioned cheese biscuits, or any combination of breakfast sandwiches you can think of. For lunch or dinner, get crispy fried chicken, fresh seafood, or, of course, barbecue. You can get pulled, chopped, sliced, even G-Man chopped barbecue. What's G-Man chopped barbecue? Head to Shaw's and ask them. Shaw's Barbecue, West Boulevard in Williamston. Open daily except Sunday. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Well, 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 well. Would the game be over right now? It'd probably still be going on right now. Don't you think, Ben? Drag these bowl games out so they probably would have still would have been going on. Yeah, probably so. Uh, the American has decided, uh, and Ben referenced this a moment ago, to change its COVID protocols for basketball. Originally, they were doing what everybody else was doing, I think, and that was if you uh, don't play the game, it's a forfeit, right? They're instead going to go with the no contest. So I don't know if they've, are they going to, I guess I need to check the standings here, but they retroactively uh, to take away Cincinnati's uh, win by forfeit and Houston's loss by forfeit? I'm not sure. that That's kind of an interesting scenario because they didn't really lay that out in the protocol. So it would be nice uh, to kind of bring those uh, – Monday conference calls back that we used to have to sit in on for football, bring it back and do it for basketball because that would be a nice ask, question to ask the commissioner there. Sorry to have my uh, ice and my drink rattling around there. I was taking a sip from my I thought beverage. you were shuffling around papers there. No, no, no. I wasn't opening a, a gum wrapper like somebody was during the press conference. I thought um, you had gotten the information. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I'm looking at it digitally. 
Yeah, they they must have because I did not see uh, Houston with the loss or Cincinnati with a win in the conference. The only win is UCF over Temple, and that game was, I believe, played. Game was played, and it was terrible. They had like 13, 12 points apiece at, at the half. It was bad. 65-48 in Philadelphia, real barn burner of a uh, matchup uh, there for uh, those two out of the American. So uh, there you go. That's, you know, all of this looks really good on paper. But, I mean, until you start dealing with the real-world consequences of, I mean, so Duke, let's just use Duke as an example. They've, they've already banged two games this week, right? They so did. they would have been one and two in the ACC. Um, the other part of that is I think you would see Virginia Tech were scheduled to play Wednesday. That game has been postponed. But I'm not sure who Boston College was playing, but they've obviously postponed that. I think that was kind of revealed like a, a while ago, a few days ago. So Was that the Wake Forest BC deal? Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of tacked that on a couple of days later. Well, that's what kind of led to this decision by the ACC. So – I do know whatever the America was going to do is going to be kind of in line with what the SEC was doing. And so the SEC rules very similar to what the ACC is doing in that I guess these are no contests. You have to have a certain amount of scholarship players and at least one coach. But, I mean, there's still a extreme competitive disadvantage depending on who those players are. And I think that's one reason they say it's a scholarship situation. Yep. So. Uh, look, I, I do think that that is, uh, that is a good thing. A uh, quick uh, little note for you here. Uh, ben mentioned the high school tournament that's going on out at Pitt County right now. They've already got going and got underway. The other uh, part of that, uh, Ben, is uh, East uh, so Farmville Central's playing, I guess, in an event up uh, the John Wall deal. They're playing in that. They, they're usually in that. And they beat Greenfield out of Wilson today by four. So uh, there you go. They, I don't know who they'll advance on to play, but they will. Uh, one thing that was said again, uh, just to sort of recap, we're going to put the back half of that John Gilbert interview in the podcast. So if you go uh, and listen to 943thegame.com after the show, go to the podcast page, The Patrick Johnson Show, you'll find East Carolina's uh, AD in that full interview from this morning on Talk of the Town. Uh, but John Gilbert said today they're still working through the uh, the payout. And Gilbert said they're anticipating little to no payout uh, and their expenses that they're going to have to absorb. And, and, I mean, that's – he estimated $300,000. i have heard somebody else say four, not a media guy, but an actual – you know, person who might would know at the university. Not saying that, that media report's wrong. I'm just saying, you know, that they've been wrong before. That, that well, it's just it's not a media report. That's yeah. from somebody yeah. who has an affiliation with the university. Who's, yeah. And and but and even that person said, and I and I'm just guesstimating. I, I or estimating. I don't know. Yeah. Because we we just don't know yet what the full. You know, the bill of this is not going to be due in its entirety, and the, and that's what they're trying to work through because. You know, they, they probably didn't use all of their hotel rooms last night by sending people back. I mean, there's just a lot of logistics and a lot of financials that uh, 
you know, have kind of gone away. I think what upsets me more about this whole deal, more than anything, when it comes to Boston College, if you want to bash them for anything, I mean, look at ECU and on the, what they did on this trip. Look at the Instagram page. They're out going to museums, taking little trips and everything. Seems like they're following protocols, and it comes out maybe, I think I saw two players, only two players for ECU got COVID. Um, if, if, if that's the case, what was Boston College doing this whole time? Were they not following protocols? Like, I, I, they they must have been going out of their way uh, to, to, to just not follow these protocols. Because I mean, the way it looked, I mean, the Pirates were able to get a lot of stuff done while also following protocols, and very little kind of COVID impact happened. It seemed like, from according to the report. So, I'm just wondering what was what exactly was Boston College's COVID protocols during this trip? Because obviously, it didn't work. Obviously, they didn't take yeah. it too seriously. I don't know. Uh, again, I, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, if uh, I, I just I would like to get the and I'm not saying that Boston College. Certainly, I don't think John Gilbert's withholding anything. I think he's just operating no, on what no, he I don't knows. Think anybody is. And I would like to have an idea of when Boston College knew what they knew. Um, we will see. Hey, uh, no time to get to the Panthers today. They don't deserve it anyway. I they're agree. Brutal. <laughs> But we are going to get Zoki on the show tomorrow, so we'll talk a little bit about that. COVID right now ravaging the Carolina locker room. Uh, thanks to uh, Ben today. Great job as always, and we'll uh, catch you tomorrow. A couple more days for me this year uh, before we uh, wrap things up this year for me on the Patrick Johnson Show. And yep, there's still weather outside. It's a temperature. It could rain or not. It's either hot or cold. So wear a jacket or don't. Anyway, good luck. Unclear information isn't helpful, which is why when your car needs repair, head to Meineke Car Care Centers. With Meineke e-inspection, we'll send photos and technician notes straight to your phone, telling you what should be fixed and why. Get a basic oil change starting in 1995. Meineke, doing car care right. At participating locations, terms and conditions apply. Welcome, Big Boss. Welcome, Stanley. I'm so glad you're here today. Well, I'm not much of a therapy guy, but something's got to give. You see, Doc, it's this war we're in with Doug Henry. Ford and Aiden. It's, well, it's wearing me out. I see. And how does that make you feel? Oh, good Lord. Well, Doc, it's been tough. See, the folks at Doug Henry, they have it all. The biggest and best selection. By far. Oh. And with the financing options that make driving the vehicle of your dreams a Was there any consideration given to trying to find another opponent like, for instance, SMU, who also got lost their bowl game to yeah. Virginia today. So, so uh, there, there was not, and, and for a variety of reasons. Like, if you look at the bowls that have been canceled, other than uh, I'm familiar with Rutgers, who came in late, uh, but but had, you know, weeks uh, to, to get ready for that bowl game. Mm -hmm. and, and so... Uh, if you look at where our student athletes are from the calendar standpoint, they they really have not had any time off uh, in a very long while. Like m maybe a couple days at the end of July. Right. Uh, now, when school was out, uh, and I can't remember the day school was out. I'm going to call it December 12th was graduation. I think it was that day. We gave them three days off, and then they've they've come back. And, and so 
when we got the announcement, uh, you know, yesterday, we we got them back on a bus pretty quickly. Um, and so they're dispersed right now. Like they went home. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ready for a little bit of time off. And so I think the logistical piece of that is um, – it's a big lift. Like it's like moving a small army. And so I go back to the logistics and the finances of it all. We're, we're going to lose a lot of money on this bowl game. Now I really don't want to put a number on it because I don't know. We're still trying to reconcile with the hotel. What are we going to have to pay for on game day that, you know, we can't get back that, you know, we're contracted to pay for, uh, but it's going to be a lot like, you know, I, I'm going to give a very general number and I could be way off. It's going to be plus or minus three hundred thousand uh, dollars. I was thinking more. Well, it probably <laughs> is more. But the fact that you didn't charter an airplane, it was a big help, I that, guess. That that that, that would have been correct. A, was it a hundred? Would that be a hundred thousand both ways? Uh, it was actually we did price the plane. It was like one sixty. For for the two the legs, flight, yeah, for the two for legs. both legs, so yeah, eighty thousand dollars, yeah. But but like when you take a team to a hotel, most most of our fan base doesn't. It is really hard to comprehend what I'm about to say. When you go to a hotel with a football team, and you have to eat in a hotel because you know our travel party is one sixty plus. When you look at players, coaches, managers, trainers. Uh, headset people, radio people. I mean, it's a it's a small army, so we can't take 180 people to Chipotle to eat lunch. Like like it's not realistic, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so we have to eat in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and so we're in the hotel in D.C. around Christmas time. And hotel food ain't cheap. Well, you, like you can't <laughs> eat breakfast less than seventy five dollars a head. Good Lord. And, and and so we ate dinner there, which was probably like $125 a head. Yeah. So when yeah. you start looking at the expense of that, right. uh, and, and then I flip to, um, if you look at what's going on nationally, there are going to be more bowl games canceled because I'm talking to- Some bowl got canceled today, right? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of ADs out there. There's more coming. Like, I know that. Yeah. Well- other than the Rutgers, which was uh, that that game was canceled early, you're not seeing many more teams, if any, pick up this additional game. SMU is a good example. They cl- they finished the game, or uh, the game was canceled with Virginia. Well, SMU, those kids have been been on campus practicing the entire time. You know, they spent Christmas there. Uh, they they were ready to go home. So, and that was from Dallas to Boston. That's right. And, and, and so, uh, you know, they're not picking up another game logistically and the finances. It, it's yeah. just not it, – it's I, – and I understand our fan base saying, oh, let's go play so-and-so. That would be really cool. It, it, it's a lot more complicated than that. Obviously, we'd love to play, but just the logistics, uh, the finances, it just does not make sense. Plus – being able to give the kids a little bit of time off. Yeah. I'm going to go to Patrick in a second. So Patrick, stand by. But I do want to ask you, since you've gotten into the financial uh, part of this, the other question is, shouldn't the bowl pay you? You went there. You you uh, 
East Carolina upheld their end of the of the agreement. What what's in the? Is there anything in the contract? Does COVID wipe out everything and and all bets are off and you get nothing? I mean, the bowl has no responsibility. Well, well and I'm assuming they're in. If you talk about financial distress, I'm assuming the military bowl now in real financial. Oh, distress. I, I I think these bowls that are canceling, like I think about the Fenway Bowl. Yeah, you, you know they've had it two years in a row and haven't played a game. Military bowl two years yeah. in a row now, and so the military bowl they're predicated on paying up us based on ticket sales mm-hmm. you, you know so and, and espn and and espn but right. you know no game no revenue right and, and so uh we will we're we're going to refund all those individuals that that want to get a refund now we are going to send something out uh today uh you know asking our fan base if they would consider donating their ticket costs to the pirate club uh, for for a tax credit where we could use those funds to help offset uh, some of our bowl expenses. And I hope people will do that. I hope people do it. But now i got a question about that that somebody asked me uh, last night. If you bought your tickets from the bowl, if you did not buy your tickets through ECU, and you and you decide – um, you know, you decide that you want to donate that money to ECU. How does that work? Because if you didn't buy them from ECU, can that money still be donated to ECU? You you have to get your refund from the point of origin of ticket purchase. So anyone who got there, anybody who bought their tickets from the bowl game should re- request a refund and then ask – and then, and then, of course, they can decide if they want to donate that. But they got to come to you with the money. It's that, not like that's just a transfer. That that's correct. And so, the way it worked on the bowl game, all of the premium inventory. So, you, if you were in a club room, a club seat, or a skybox, you purchase from the bowl directly. Right. Those individuals will need to get a refund from the bowl directly. Individuals that purchase tickets from ECU will give everyone that that wants a refund a refund, but we will ask them to uh, consider donating it. And yeah. and we've had pretty good success yeah. uh, on that in the past. Well, some people, um, of course, are also not only out the ticket cost, but they're out expensive hotels. And I know the Weston was not responding. They were not uh, they were not refunding any money because I know I had a room there. I had a room at the Graduate. The graduate refunded the the money to the room. The Weston would not do that. So there's some hotels that weren't working with the fans on that, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and that's extremely disappointing. I mean, yeah. that that is out of uh, the hands of individuals or it's out of their control. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to have continued conversations with the executive director of the, the bowl game, and, and maybe they can help uh, yeah. with the hotels, yeah. but very disappointing. All right, let's. Uh, Patrick is uh, standing by, and uh, Patrick, I've, I've probably stepped on some of the questions you wanted to ask. I apologize, but I know you got some questions for no. John as well. Well, great questions. I didn't want to uh, interrupt your your uh, line of questioning there, John. The the big and a lot of mine are just fan based, uh, and we appreciate you doing this this morning. But as far as uh, the game being declared a no contest versus a forfeit, and and the you know the the designation of that. It seems somewhat trite, but it's something that fans, as you can imagine, want to know about. Is that was that even brought up at any point? And if so, how was that decided? You know, we didn't talk about it, and I think it is, um, it's insignificant in my mind. 
but because I look at it, we, we didn't play the game. If, if you want to call it a forfeit, call it a forfeit. <laughs> if you want to call it a no contest, no contest. But at it's the not going to go on the record. It's not going to go on the record. And yeah. at the end of the day, we didn't play the game. Right. So right. Um, it, it's um, it, it just is it, it's insignificant in my mind. Mm-hmm. We actually have an AD call uh, at ten this morning to talk about basketball and the rest of our sports because to your point right now the AAC policy is if you don't play the game basketball I'm talking about now it is a forfeit um, and just for league games so if we had a non-conference game if we didn't play the Southern Miss game the other night uh, because of COVID it, it probably would have been just a no contest. Right. Uh, the reason we did that for basketball in the AAC is to make sure that we got the games in because of the financial impact of not playing games. And let's be honest, there is some gamesmanship going on with all of this. And that's why you're seeing uh, some – conferences are changing it to seven scholarship players one coach and you have to play the game and so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this call right now if you don't play the basketball game it's considered a forfeit uh really more for our league not non-conference games Mm. anything else patrick houston yeah houston had to forfeit a game to cincinnati in that same fashion uh, I believe uh, that was scheduled for Wednesday, but but uh, it, no, it, I mean it. It, it is yeah. you know if if we want to consider we're military bowl champions by all means, but it, right. you know yeah. we're not getting a trophy. It, well, it, it <laughs> even if we got the trophy, it's not something that I yeah I would be fired. Yeah, up you want to you want to you want to play the game. Yeah, no, no doubt. Can but, you can can we can can we develop a uh, a Madden like animation and put it on the big screen and play in Boston? Boy, that Cup? would be fun. We we. <laughs> We ought to see if we could do that. You could sell that, tickets to that. We, we de- <laughs> yeah, we definitely could. I mean, it just is disappointing all the way around. Yeah, no kidding. PJ, anything else? <clears throat> no, my, my only other question, I think it's, you know, because people are coming and going, just reiterating. I mean, you can't be operating, hey, I'm going to get a, a backup game scheduled because you didn't know the full scope of what was going on with BC till yesterday. So. You know, I hate to ask you to repeat yourself, John, but just if you don't mind maybe readdressing that, because there's all kinds of crazy, crazy rumors out there that, well, the Sun Bowl wants ECU. I mean, it's just logistically not going to happen. Yeah, it it is like just the logistics of it all, the the – you know the the practice the the finances of of moving a a team uh giving our players time off you, you know they're only going to get you know a week or so and then they're back at school and back at it uh and and so i i think from a logistical and financial standpoint and again you're seeing most other teams do this mm-hmm. uh take take rutgers out um you know smu they they lost the game their their kids have gone home their season is done and and i know every instance is every team is different uh but but coach and i talked about it you know and he felt like hey we're you know let's let these kids go like they they really need a little time um 
Well, I mean, and, and, and let's look at, let's say that you took another bowl game and somehow, you know, magically you decided you were going to go play in the Sun Bowl. You get out there, there's another COVID case. You're going to lose another million dollars. Well, well again, <laughs> I go back to we had five and we were continuing right. to test. We let our kids go, even if on Wednesday we said, hey, come back, we're going to go to this, Yeah, like we we could blow up. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it really was day to day. Has the military bowl said to you, we can't help you financially? Uh, no, they have not said that to me directly, but I do know from some initial conversations that uh, I don't, again, they have no revenue coming in right, with the ticket right. refunds. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if they have an insurance. You know, if you like, you know, when you have an outdoor concert, you buy rain right, insurance. Right. I mean, I wonder if they had any kind of insurance or if they if you could even get insurance for that. Yeah, I I don't know the the, the thing about insurance on a game like that. It's so in uh, non predictable. Yeah, with the the teams that are playing right. like uh you know we sold a lot more tickets than boston college that, oh that was the other rumor i wanted to ask you about i heard that they only sold 200 tickets is that true well th- their player pass tickets would have been way more than 200 i don't know the exact number that uh, they sold but okay. it wasn't it, it wasn't anything yeah. near what ecu sold what did we sell we were 56 5700 and that's what count, we sold in greenville right counting counting our player pass yeah uh that's what we sold in greenville not right, right. like the 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 individuals that bought uh ecu fans that bought tickets through the bowl game directly right, right, they're not right. in that number so right, right. we we were going to have a healthy number of Probably purple 10, and gold yeah could could have been and and they did not sell as many but but i go back to you know my initial or my my Sunday morning conversation with Pat was I kept saying to him on Sunday morning, he's like, we're waiting on these test results. And I'm like, Pat, like I've got all my fan base coming up on the, you know, to this morning, meaning yesterday. And he's like, I've got all these donors that are coming down from Boston. Like we better make a decision because I'd hate Mm -hmm. for them, you, you know? Yeah we need to make a decision sooner than later well um it's been a great season it's been i think this is the season that you know you showed we we saw signs of the program turning around under mike houston last year this year you know i think was the turnaround year it's a shame for the seniors who don't get to play uh but it's been a great season so i want to congratulate you and uh, coach houston i I feel very uh, bad for the senior players but they go out on a you know a high note. They had a seven win season, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, of course, uh, you know the spirit is back uh, in pirate uh, pirate nation. So God, God bless you guys for the hard work. Well, it, it's been fun uh, talking about football in the month of December. Uh, actually, you know games and practice and players and. Um, you know we've got a difficult schedule next year like it's yeah. it is a competitive football schedule i'm excited about it we've got nc state at home uh we'll have you know houston memphis navy um central florida so we better home. be good huh <laughs> so so like you know and and i think we've recruited well yeah. you, you know you got to continue to develop the players you have and and right. recruit and and i think we do a good job of that yeah.
quality. Doug Henry and Aiden even secured financing for my younger brother's cousin, Maury. Wow, did you hear that, boss? Those folks over at Doug Henry even got Maury approved. I have ears, Stanley. And have you heard their catchy slogan, Doc? I got my Doug Henry. Uh, so, any advice, Doc? You know, big boss, when confronted with daunting odds, sometimes the best plan is to have small goals, achievable goals. Great idea. I'm going to the bar. Let Doug Henry Ford and Aiden make your vehicle dreams come true. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace 